Welcome to Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Yourself. I'm your host, Sana. And today, the topic that we're discussing is actually um, Civil War, a Marvel movie. Um, based on comic books, obviously, but we're not going to delve into the comic books. We're going to stick to the movie storyline. And uh, so it is Marvel presents Civil War. That's the debate I'm having with my friend, Mike. Hello, hello, everyone. I am very excited to do this debate with Sana. This is going to be the best <laughs> debate that anyone's ever debated in any debates. So in the history of debates, this will be the best whoa, debate. Whoa, whoa, setting the expectations too high. I, I, no, I think, no, I think we need to set them high because this is going to be a great debate. We <laughs> have our points. We have, we have not, de- we have not de- deliberated this prior. So no, we don't know whose side we're taking, mm-hmm. nor do we know the points. Yeah. So this is all going to be off the cuff, people. So you're going to be just as shocked to hear everything that um, we're saying because I'm going to be shocked to hear what Son has to say. So, All right. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah. Um, Today's topic is a topic that I've been very excited. With. We've debated. We have had the conversations about this for years. Yes. Yes, we have. And now we're going to actually be doing this. <laughs> this We are going to be doing a debate on uh, Captain America Civil War, the Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys, hopefully you guys have watched the movies, so you guys can know what we're talking about. But if you've not, it's fine. But I will say that it's probably the best Marvel movie out of all of them. It's my favorite, personally. It's one of my favorites, too. Hands yep. down. So, yep. what we have decided to do is we are going to do a debate, mainly on the two main characters, Iron Man, Captain America. And we are going to debate our points and our rationales on who we support and why. So, this is going to be fun. We have not planned this. I have no idea what Sana's going to say. She has no idea what I'm, what I'm going to say. We're just, you know, Wakanda forever. Obviously, you see wearing Black Panther. <laughs> nice shirt. Yeah, that's I great. Yeah. So, I figured, you know, I don't, I actually, you know what? I actually had an Iron Man shirt, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't fit me anymore, so I have to get rid of it. Oh, no. Well, you could have cut it out and just patched it there, right? I. <laughs> n- no, it would have looked terrible. No. But I should, you know what? I'm going to get a new Iron Man shirt. So, anyway. <laughs> but I was, but seeing that Sana's my guest. On mine, and I'm going to be a guest on her. But I figured, seeing that, you know, this is going to be her first foray into vlogs as well. So this is kind of your test run. So she's going to be doing vlogs as well too. So check out her channel. And if you haven't already, like, comment, subscribe, and also I'm going to send a link and have a link for her website as well as her podcast that she does on Apple, Spotify, Apple Music, and Spotify. Yes. Yes. Says yeah. so they're great content. It's amazing stuff. So guys, check it out if you haven't already. Thank so, you. So Sana, you can start uh, uh, with your point and your stance. So actually, I think. Let's start, let's like backtrack. Let's backtrack. So let's start with what Civil War is about in terms okay. of, let's set the field, right? Okay, set the so, stage. Yes. So this movie came out in 2016. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, it's basically kind of like the halfway point of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I believe it's in, was from phase three and now we're going to phase four. So mm-hmm. this is kind of the halfway point of the movie. So basically the movie, this, the premise behind the movie is basically um, the Avengers, which includes Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Thor, Hulk... Um, Black Widow. Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, uh, Vision. War, Vision, War Machine, Ant-Man. A lot of the characters. A lot of characters in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, basically, there is a divide between them due to an incident that occurred with uh, Captain America, I believe it was Falcon, um, Scarlet Witch, and Black Widow, mm-hmm. where they were trying to intercept, uh, I think it was a virus of some sort, in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And basically, in the midst of them intercepting this, um, trying to get, intercept this virus, uh, people were killed in a building, mm-hmm. um, including some people from Wakanda, which is where this guy is from, Black Panther. So um, in the midst of that, the governments had decided to um, create these accords or I guess these, uh, I guess I'm not... It's like an agreement. An agreement in yeah, terms of... Yeah, they the Sokovian Accords. Sokovian Accords, which yeah. basically kind of 
and essentially in a nutshell kind of keeps the um, heroes accountable meaning that they can't just because usually they're going when an issue happens they're just going off to go fight whatever war whatever battle there's no real rules or parameters surrounding that they don't have to check in with anybody Mm -hmm. so these accords are kind of keeping them honest and keeping them accountable so um, there's a divide within the group because Captain America uh, does not believe in the accords doesn't want to doesn't want to feel like he's kind of a uh, I guess the word is a lap dog for the government, I guess. Whereas uh, Iron Man, who's kind of the second leader, second in command, more or less, feels like the Accords are an important thing because it kind of keeps them accountable. Um, so that's kind of the premise. And in the midst of that, there's a big fight. Um, they're, they're fighting within each other, infighting amongst each other. Yes. And uh, a villain by the name of Zemo, who actually is my favorite Marvel villain besides Thanos, ah. loves Zemo. So I'll kind of okay. explain a little bit why. Okay. But... Uh, he kind of is the one that kind of sets the table to kind of fracture the Avengers. Very clever. Very clever. Super that's one clever. of the reasons why I love yeah. Zemo. So really clever. Yeah. So I will let Sana start. So that's kind of the table we set it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I know we were supposed to. I mean, yeah, the movie came out four years ago. I know, but I figured, <laughs> seeing that we're going to be venturing into the new Marvel, the Phase Four, because I guess uh, Black Widow's coming out in November. Yes. So I figured, let's. Why not talk about Phase Three, which is probably some of the best damn movies in terms of superhero movies. Can we like? Round of applause for these movies, man. These movies were dope. Round of applause. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I figured why not do one on Captain America? And why not? And me and you have debated this. We've had yes. conversations outside of this yeah. lovely channel. So, why not? I figured why not just do one? Do a debate. So, the movie is essentially, it's there's many themes happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, it's, it's about these superheroes that are now being held accountable for their individual actions. Mm-hmm. So in movies, we always see um, superheroes saving the day, fighting, <laughs> and there's all this death and destruction. But you, I'm always questioning, well, wait, didn't someone die? Like, yeah. this building just fell down. And they just get to go home and just chill. Yeah, no one talks about it. Nah. There's no talk about it. It's just like, yay, someone's will save the day. Uh, I guess unless you're watching the series The Boys. Have you seen The Boys? I have not. I've heard it's really good, oh, though. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's amazing. Okay, so it kind of... List goes uh talks touches on the exact thing that we're talking about by the way Ooh, okay. so if you're into this you will love the boys well, and it's also filmed in toronto well shout out to the six um so i think the the movie is excellent because it t- touches on the theme mm-hmm. of individual responsibility mm-hmm. and uh, as you know if you're a superhuman right you're saving the world <laughs> you're still <laughs> you're yeah. still causing a lot of damage yes. and you're still causing a lot of um, destruction. Mm-hmm. So, should you be held accountable for those action, or should you be, say, "Well, it's for the greater good. I tried my best." Um, I'm like, a hero. That's yeah. I'm a hero, right? So, yeah. I don't think anyone should be invincible, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of absolutely not paying for, not being responsible for what they've done. Mm-hmm. So, this movie is is very very interesting because it puts them accountable puts the avengers accountable and it gives like specific scenarios so you have different stories someone a mother like like, comes crying to iron man saying you know what i had this is the life and she kind of you there's context behind the life which i loved actually i think that was probably like my favorite scene in the whole movie because i think to your point it gave a human context actually give a human being it's not just these faceless people running around away yeah. from destruction it's yeah. actual person who had a life and had things they were trying to do and in the midst of you trying to kick ass and save the day yeah this person my son lost their life hmm. right yeah. so i thought that was an amazing scene alfred woodard shout out to her she did an amazing job in that scene 
And so now, uh, to your point, right, mm-hmm. you have, it's not just, we, I, I related so well to this. You said a faceless person running around from destruction goes, because that's what we see. Exactly. Now that you're defining these as actual characters in the, in the uh-huh. universe, yeah. like, we're, we're start to, we start to think, oh, wait, there's, there's other people out there that pay for the consequences of these superheroes. Yeah. Um, from the consequences. So it, uh, there obviously the Sokovian Accords are come about yes. and the movie obviously it's an action movie so it doesn't really talk about it to what exactly is in the Sokovian Accords what do they entail it's just this big book that's slapped on the table <laughs> yeah, and you're looking at it going hmm who's What's... gonna read this am I expected to read this ain't nobody reading that um, so I think it would have been a better it could have been a courtroom drama but I don't it think that's been. gonna appeal a lot of Marvel fans no I would have I would have fell asleep in the theater probably <laughs> so what needed to be done to really clear it is first and foremost understand the Sokovian Accords. What did they entail? Yeah. yeah, which we don't we don't get we don't know. All we know is that the big debate, the big picture debate, which is uh, we're going to be now monitored. Where basically the UN, a bunch of countries yes. have agreed yes. to establish certain guidelines and rules, and you're going to have to follow by those guidelines and rules. And if you don't follow them, you're a criminal. Basically. Then you retire, essentially. Then you and, stop doing it, yeah. Yeah, so without going into details of what these accords are, the movie immediately just dives into the whole debate of, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. Now I'm going to be controlled? Like, I'm going to have to listen to someone and I can't just go and do my own thing? Yeah. Which is basically what defines a superhero, right? Isn't that what makes them a superhero? That does. That is a fair point. That is a fair point. It does, yeah. I mean, they they are not hell bound or bound to something. They have, if they have to, if they see some drama, they have to go and stop it. That's yeah. their whole the way they're wired, right? So now this accord is basically saying, hold on, yeah. Unless we say that y'all can go, y'all asses need to stay home. Like that's kind of what it's essentially saying, you know. And I think that's what Captain America is trying to reiterate in his piece with that. So yeah, no, it's, you're right, definitely, which is terrible. Yeah, it's. I mean. If we did live in a world where mm-hmm. superheroes were natural, right? Yes. Where you had these... It's what Iron Man actually puts it really well. He, he goes... Um, I think he's talking about Scarlet... Scarlet, uh, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yeah. And he's saying... I keep thinking it's Scarlett Johansson. Well, <laughs> so I get enough. confused. Close enough. No, she's Black Widow. She plays Black Widow. Anyway, right. so he basically says she's a what a nuclear weapon, right? Like and essentially, she, and she wasn't allowed at this place where she was, so she should be held accountable because with weapons you have to go through these. She's not. Procedures. Yeah, she's not even an American citizen. Yeah, yeah. So she needs to take responsibility and accountability that if I'm basically a weapon and yeah. I'm entering the territory, yeah. uh, I need to be held accountable. So it kind of puts a different spin on the characters now. So not only are they just characters, but they're weapons. Yeah. Right? You know, and I think for me, like, I was... So when we first watched the movie, I remember me and you debated this. And <laughs> I think I was on the side of Captain America at first. Yeah. I was like, Iron Man's being a tool. And blah, blah, blah. He's all trying to be the, like, you know, whereas Captain America is like, no, we're not going to be like some government shield for the man and all this type of stuff. I think watching it again, I appreciated where Iron Man was coming from, especially with the Scarlet Witch situation, because I was thinking about it from a perspective of, let's say, for example, when remember she was in the scene where um, she was, um, Vision was cooking her, I yeah. guess, Peppercash. Oh my gosh, I don't Pepper know gosh. what that is. I don't know what it is either. Um, I was supposed to Google that. I, I should have Googled it too. <laughs> anyway, so, and then she wanted to go to the store yeah. and he wouldn't let her. Yeah. And, you know, she felt like, it was essentially like she was almost like a prisoner. Mm-hmm. But what I was thinking to myself is what if, let's say she went out, mm-hmm. knowing that 
she had kind of caused these deaths in Lagos, Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say she went to the store, and let's say someone saw her mm-hmm. and was like, oh, that woman killed all those people, and they want to go rush her and attack her, or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. And then, let's say she, obviously at that point, she has to defend herself. And let's yeah. say she makes a, a bad situation or a volatile situation worse. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Iron Man was trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Was say, let's keep her isolated for now. Yeah. Until we can kind of somewhat keep this thing in order and then once things are kind of settled then we can kind of have her out so yeah um yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that situation it's it's basically about it's well captain america had a big problem with it he was yeah he was saying that you're holding her prison uh, against her own will uh prisoner yes holding her prisoner against her own will Mm -hmm. and i mean i think I'm actually going to debate from Captain America's perspective. Okay, that's fine. Um, I think he does have a point in that these are living, breathing beings. Yes. Right? These are, they're not just weapons, they're, they're human beings. Right. Who are capable of making mistakes, but mm-hmm. who also, at the end of the day, save a lot of lives. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So you save a lot of lives, and... It happens in war, too, when soldiers give sacrifice their lives. You know, you're fighting for a bigger cause. Yeah. You, to, it's like the greater good, right? You're going to have to have some casualties to defeat any kind of war. Right. Um, I agree with that. I think it's kind of unreasonable to assume that you're going to have no casualties and then blame the superheroes. Because then you're saying everything has to be like this uh, utopian society where... Everyone saves the day. No one gets hurt. It's absolutely absurd to expect that no one gets hurt. I'm not. I'm not demeaning, diminishing the li- a okay. life. I'm, I'm sure. just. I'm not diminishing <laughs> any life, like superhero or otherwise. Yeah. I'm just right. saying that you can't expect for any conflict to not have casualties. Right. Right. And um, Vision has this line, which was like really good. He said, "Like power invites challenge." Yes. And you know with challenge incites conflict and obviously conflict be breeds catastrophe yeah. so that's kind of what he said right. and in in keeping with that theme obviously you're going to have anywhere where you have superheroes you're going to have catastrophe and conflict absolutely so i want to like just place that in and say that's the facts you're not going to have this happy-go-lucky scenario where you don't have a single death however you can't minimize that death but at the same time you can't pretend that everything could have been prevented Okay, that's a fair point. I will respectfully disagree <laughs> on one point because um, I I felt like in the midst of and to your points, your points are valid. I don't disagree with anything you said. I just feel like with Captain America, he was very flippant about that aspect of the human life aspect from the standpoint of well, um, what do you say? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to fool. No, so basically he was just trying to like I remember when he was talking with Scarlet Witch and he was saying, well, you know. Yeah, some people are going to lose their lives, but we, that can't stop us from saving the greater good. And I think he was trying to reiterate that piece. But to what T'Chaka said when, uh, the, I guess, uh, T'Challa's father, mm-hmm. when they were doing the press conference, uh, victory at the expense of the innocent is no victory at all. Hmm. So I guess to my point, or what I'm trying to say is, yes, and to your point, there's it's very hard and unrealistic to think that, you know, Something's gonna happen where like these superpower people are fighting each other and no one's gonna die. But I think that with the problem that I had with Captain America, I felt is that I felt like he just kind of was like, "Oh, people die. Okay, move on." And I didn't feel like he kind of 
was mindful of the fact that these are actual people. He just saw them as just faces people he had to save. And I didn't look at I didn't feel he looked at it from that angle. Maybe it's just me. That's just where I viewed it. From um, my interesting. Okay. okay. And I like the the quote that you give that you know, Chaka, right? The Chaka. Um, Chaka. That he gives. Yes. Uh, again going back to the point like every every battle worth fighting for is going to have casualties. Every every big battle, of course, in, of in course. war, in in and obviously in the superhero world, you're talking about people wiping out millions of people. Yeah. Right? So in that context, where you have this casualty, where I don't know, a hundred die instead of a million, everyone goes for it, and mm-hmm. and they also risk their own lives. Of course. That, right? No, so absolutely. Every day, these superhumans are going out, risking their lives. Because they value lives. Like like um, Agent Ross had said, like, you guys have paid an unpayable debt. Yeah. You know, like, you guys have literally laid your life on the lines and sacrificed your lives for us. So, obviously, he's very mindful of that. I guess, um, you know, what Agent Ross had said, at one point he said, he said that, you know, Avengers ignore borders to afflict their own will and don't really care about the damage that they leave behind. So, I guess to my question to you is, do you feel like, in the midst of them saving lives or not, do you feel like they're cognizant of the fact that there's these are actual humans or they're just like, we just got to save as many people as we can? <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. I, think. Mm, okay. uh, I feel like, obviously, they're cognizant of the fact that they're humans because they're going out there and saving lives. Yeah. That speaks for itself. Right. Like, every day they're risking their life to save lives. So, mm-hmm. yes, they absolutely value human life. So, we, I don't think we can really question if they value human of life. Of course. I feel like it's a circumstantial... You're saying, are they aware that other people are also... Could be affected or... Are could, dot, yeah. Yeah. Neg- are negatively affected by yeah. them. So... And I think they are. I think, I mean, we don't see that in the movie. We don't see that at all. No. And that's the funny thing, that it, we, they don't show that side where someone's like, oh, so-and-so died, so-and-so was this person. Yeah. We didn't even see that until... Because really, really with Zemo, Zemo was really the cat. That was his whole rationale for doing what he did to the Avengers was the fact that he lost his family yeah. in Sokovia, right? Yeah. Like, that was his whole rationale. And I like I, the reason why I love him was because of what he said at the, you know, at the end, he had basically said, like, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to kill you guys. Mm-hmm. And most regimes will fall, like, regimes that can be toppled by someone else, they usually can rise again. Mm-hmm. But if I can fracture you guys from within, if I can get you guys to fight each other yeah. and to kill each other, that's the, that was his whole mindset. And I thought he was beautifully done. I was like, this dude is dope. I know it's kind of bad because he's the villain, but... And he kind of, you know, killed a lot of people and shit. But in the midst of that, I thought it was just really dope the way he was able to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, his motivations were that because, again, you guys. He lost everything. He, I lost everything. Yeah. I lost my wife. I lost my kids. I lost my, you know, wife's father. Like, my family is gone mm-hmm. because of you guys trying to kick ass and save the world, mm-hmm. you know. And I think to some degree, and I get it. And, again, they've laid their lives on the line and they've paid an you know unpayable debt but at the same token there has to be a little bit of a sense of remorse and accountability too mm-hmm. i think even not i i was debating this back and forth if i felt like they need to be held more accountable because they're superheroes or they shouldn't be held as accountable ah uh, um because they're superheroes like should no. they be given a little bit of a pass or they should not be given a pass i don't know that's what i'm asking i'm posing the question to you actually well, i, I think have no that's idea. what 
would be in the Sokovian Accords, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how much responsibility do we assume? Like, yeah. what's the price of a life saved versus a life lost? Like, how do they balance mm. that? That's the scale that we're a bit conflicted on. Like, yeah. how do you define that? That's so right? hard to do, yeah. That's like, hard. I mean, I don't think is this life worth... A- $30,000, like, you know, or something like that, like, well, a, we, monetary, like, yeah, to your point, like, it's hard to debate that, or say, this life is worth more than this life, or, like, one life saves life, <laughs> like, We yeah. do this all the time, though, in, in our society, yeah. though, right? You You're have right. a celebrity that's worth X million billion dollars, <laughs> and when something happens to them, everyone starts talking about it, whereas on the other hand, someone could be living on the streets, they die, nobody blinks, bats an eyelash, right? Absolutely. Until, until, and also, like, giving it back, going back to the civil rights movement that just transpired right it was about somebody that was not a celebrity right it doesn't it it shouldn't take kim kardashian to advocate for someone for people to start noticing that something's been going on for 400 years that's the and that's the sad part that it took kim kardashian and some people to actually really sign somewhat care which is kind of weird to me so what my point is that we're Mm -hmm. already placing value to which lives we are more important are more important and also it's a dollar sign Right? The more yeah. money you have, therefore, the more wealth and uh, you have, therefore, the more resources you have to sue someone and, and ensure that the action was not inconsequential, right. right? That there was consequences to the action. Yeah. If someone doesn't, then it goes under the radar. And I think civil war kind of breeds that in. You have all these people you don't hear about that aren't celebrities and whatever, and <laughs> someone's yeah. finally said enough and is enough. Yeah. I'm going to take a stand because my life, the li- it, these lives the mattered. Are, these lives mattered, yeah. Yeah. They um, they're doing all lives matter even in a civil war. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's interesting because it's <laughs> it many, it's touching on so many debates, right? It's about um, all lives. It was about lives matter. Like, lives it's matter. Like, yeah. You know the lives matter movement. Yeah. Or I can we can parallel it to Black Lives Matter too in some way because it is a civil mo- rights movement, movement. right? Yes. Against a particular type of people mm-hmm. that aren't paying attention to the value of life. That's, so it's like superhumans versus non-superhumans, right? If a big Avenger had died in, in a massive accident, we would talk about it. We would hear about it in the movie. They would make a movie out of that. They would have made a movie But no that. one makes a movie, again, out of the thousands of people that are shown. So the casualties that we see, that we can only assume that people are dying. Yeah. So it goes to show even the way they're telling the story mm-hmm. doesn't preface, doesn't prioritize yeah, you're right. life. No, I agree, because they really just fo- they fixated on the relationship between... Iron Man and Cap, right? And, yeah. the, and they're, you know, and I think even with Iron Man, I think Iron Man was trying to meet somewhere in the middle. I think his motivations were a little bit different because him and Pepper weren't together mm-hmm. because he was running around kicking ass. He did the whole Ultron stuff. Yeah. And I think for him, he was like, okay, I don't want to lose her. So maybe if I can get the court signed and everyone on board, that can kind of help me kind of mend this relationship. So he had like ulterior motives. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that he had a little bit of ulterior motives. It yeah. wasn't just about the Accords, I think. But also, too, I felt like with Iron Man 2, I don't feel like he was so much going to be like, okay, we're going to sign these Accords and that's it. I felt like once he was more worried about the PR and the backlash. And I think he was trying to quell that by signing the Accords. And once the Accords were signed, in his mind, he's like, okay, then we can amend this. This needs to be amended. In yeah. his mind, I think that's what his rationale was. It wasn't like this is a blanket thing. Okay, we're doing these accords, and then if Adrian, if we have to go somewhere, Adrian Ross is like, "Nah, bro, you can't go nowhere." Yeah. So okay, so to to quote, to challenge what you just said, right. it's, I do agree. I see where Iron Man's intentions are. However, Uh-oh. when the accords get passed down, um, <laughs> immediately he's complying with it because there's a there's a big conflict that's happening while the accords are being discussed. Bucky, 
Right. Right. This is happening as we speak. He's out there, and they're automatically assuming whatever's in the accords, as in they're saying, you can't take the situation in your own hands. You have to comply with these people. And their Bucky situation is very, very complicated, isn't it? <laughs> oh, oh. Um, it is, to some degree, from Captain America's, because that's his friend and whatever, and I get that. To challenge on that, I think... Because here's the thing. Because Captain America is placing a value on Bucky's life over everyone else's. Meanwhile, Bucky has done some bad stuff. Yes. So, and my whole thing is, I guess initially, like, I guess, what was Captain America's endgame with Bucky? Like, what was his goal? Just to have them run off in the sunset together? Like, what was he? <laughs> well, what, like, my thing is this, because were you not going to hold Bucky accountable for all the crap that he did? Okay. Bucky's an interesting scenario. Yes, very because interesting. he is hypnotized. He okay. does not think... Like, he's trained. He's he's a trained assassin. He's a trained killer. Okay. So he, he's very dangerous, we know. Very dangerous. But we also know he has no free will. He has very little free will. Okay. I'm not, sorry, not that, I'm going to... Re- no, 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 uh, I got rescind you. the statement. So it's not that he doesn't have any free will. He yeah. has very little free will. Yes. So Bucky can't be held accountable for his actions because he's be all the time because he's being hypnotized. Right? If someone's controlling your brain okay. and telling you to do something right. and it's not you, it's a different entity. Right. You can't punish that person. Bucky needs help. Bucky okay. needs serious rehabilitation and help and understanding. Okay. Now here's I'm gonna challenge you again. <laughs> so so I guess I'll preface the scene. So at the end of the, the end of the movie, when they go to the I guess they're Siberia, right? They're in Siberia, Siberia so. with uh, Zemo. Yeah. And Zemo shows the video of Bucky killing Iron Man's parents. Yes. Choking out his mother, punching his father in the face twice. Yes, he was hypnotized. This is true. I'm not going to debate that. You're mm-hmm. right about that. Here's where I side with Iron Man, because I'm speaking from, my, like, looking at it from his vantage point. Okay. I understand Bucky, whatever the case may be, but he was really close with his mother. He had a, he had a very fractured relationship with his father, Iron Man. Yeah. But he was really tight with his mother. Yeah. And while I understand that he's hypnotized and blah, 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 if I was Iron Man, I'm murdering Bucky. I will murder Bucky. I don't care that he's been hypnotized and he doesn't know what he... And they're reading a bunch of random letters, words to him, and all of a sudden he's hypnotized. And for me, and I'm more mad at Captain America because I, should have, I shouldn't have had to have gone to Siberia to have found that out. If me and you were homies and we have saved the world twice mm-hmm. and we are tight... Even if, let's say, you're worried about, oh, well, I don't know how he's going to react. If we're friends, I should not have to find out from a stranger in a bunker in Siberia that your best friend murdered my parents. I agree. I do think that uh, Captain America had... He should have told Iron Man this way before. Facts. Uh, he should have been honest with him. That, that's the trait of an honest relationship, right? You don't hide these things. You can't say I was waiting for the right time because there's no right time. Exactly. Any hard conversation. There wouldn't have been a right time. There wouldn't have been a right time. Never would have been a right time. No. There never would have been a right. Exactly. So what you're saying. So absolutely, I agree with you on the fact that Captain America should have been honest in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Bucky's story is very complex. It is. Right. It's not your average. You know. He's not your average villain. No, he's not. No. So, for context, he's basically from the same time as Steve Rogers is, Correct. Captain America, yep. which is what time? Like the 1920s, 20s, something yeah. around yeah. that that era. Mm-hmm. And he's basically, he's 
been transformed, whereas Captain America, let's say if he's been preserved and transformed into the good guy, yes. Bucky has been preserved and transformed to, to the be bad the guy. bad guy. Absolutely. Like, instead of saving lives, he destroys lives. Kills, yeah. So Absolutely. He's, uh, but here's another difference. Obviously, by the, the means by which they're accomplishing this is by hypnotizing him. Yes. Right? By killing all his memories, reprogramming yes. him. And they made a point to show that show that many times. I know. Right? To see the excruciating yeah. pain that, that he, he was goes going through. through yeah. uh, and the minute certain memories are triggered, they're like, no, 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 send him back. Let's do it again. Like, yeah. erase, erase. Because he might be, because there would be periods where he might remember. So, like, yeah. now we got to wipe his memory again. So, yeah. yeah. No, and, that. and that happened also in um, the movie before. The Winter uh, Soldier. The Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, the Definitely. Winter Soldier, that mm-hmm. happened too. And you're thinking, like, at the end where the building's falling down, it's him and Steve Rogers. Yeah. Like, he could have killed him, but he stops. He did. Right? He stops, and he knows that Steve Rogers keeps stopping, and he's confused. Why is he stopping? We're why? killing each other. Why is he, yeah, why did he stop? By the way, that's a great movie, by the way. That's a In terms of movie. fighting, like, I will <laughs> say this. I'm going to be a little bit. In terms of the Marvel movies, I would say the best fighting choreography Oh, okay. Out of all the Marvel movies I've watched. That fight and the fighting choreography with, like, Black Widow and Steve Rogers, the combat, outstanding. Yeah. Amazing. But, no. Very to your fun. Po- very, very fun. fun. But, yeah, to your point, no, I agree. I think, yeah, no, Bucky's very, com- it's a very complex character. Very complex character. So, I was saying, like, Bucky yeah. at the end of Winter Soldier, he doesn't kill him. He doesn't. He could He saves him. He could, yes. He saves Take, him. He pulled him out the water. He GTFOs after it. He gets, yeah, he, he So, bounced. we don't know where he goes, but we know that he doesn't kill this man no. that was trying to stop him like and use force and he could have and he, he could have he could have which, which kind of gives us, us an indication that he's his mind is struggling he doesn't yeah. know where he is and it's a very sad story because again it's about mind control yeah. right someone's controlling you you're basically a pawn so in Bucky's defense he's a pawn yeah. and what's happening in now when the Sokovian Accords are coming out Bucky's out right yes we see him do something and, and there's a manhunt for him now. There is a manhunt, right? Yes. Or there's a person hunt for Bucky. Person hunt, yes. Um, and everyone wants to find him and kill him. Yep. There have been orders to say to yes. kill him because he's very dangerous. Yes. And we know that it wasn't Bucky. Yeah. Right? Turns out it wasn't Bucky. We uh, This was a Zemo. It was orchestrating Zemo. Orchestrating something. Uh, orchestrating. So now what are his intentions in getting Bucky in the spotlight? It's a distraction, is it not? It was a distraction because they knew that, first and foremost, his. Uh, I think Zemo had the whole thing kind of. Well, it would be hard for him to plan out the end because he wouldn't have anticipated that Iron Man would be go to um, Siberia as well. But I think he kind of had it all, kind of in his mind. Okay, I want to get, I want to get um, Winter Soldier isolated mm-hmm. in a place where I can get him to, be, to use those words to hypnotize him. Because mm-hmm. I know once I get him there, then he's gonna flip out, and then they're gonna have to, you know, Captain. And then he's gonna know about those soldiers, those super soldiers. Go to Siberia. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Zemo's like, I don't want these mofos. I'm going to murder these dudes because I don't want them around. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring it oh, all I together. I see. So, so kind of like minimize the conflict. Yeah, minimize the conflict. Yeah. So I want them all in this isolated place so they can basically kill each other. And then I and then Zemo's going to kill himself. That was his plan. He was going to yeah. murder him kill himself. Yeah. And T'Challa saved the day and stopped him from killing himself. Yes. I think T'Challa was like the only rational person, I, th- I would say, in the movie. Which was surprising. <laughs> How a little. Come? I mean, the way he lost his father was so brutal. Yeah. It was and at, yeah. It was at the Sokovia Accords. There yeah. was a bomb there, and he, his father died. And he held on to so much anger and resentment towards Bucky, and he yeah. wanted to murder Bucky. He was 
to turn into Murder Bucky. Yeah. Up until when he found out when he when he followed Iron Man to um, Siberia that it wasn't Bucky, and then he was like, okay, I gotta. The anger is consuming them. I gotta let it consume me. Yeah. He was the first rational one to he take was. a sta- stand back and, you know, to say, like, I think vengeance has consumed me long enough. So yes. that's what it says, right? Yes. Um, and where, it's consuming them. So he breaks that cycle. He does. Like, Zemo needs, obviously needs help. Everyone here, okay, so Iron Man is, is fueled by vengeance. And pain. He, and pain. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, with, with vengeance, is always, there's pain that's... Oh, right, yeah, for right? sure, yeah, yeah. No definitely. one just wakes up. I guess you have to be really meant um, disturbed yes. to say, I'm going to kill someone for the sake of killing someone, which exists. We know villains are Oh, yeah, like for that. sure. But, but no, to your point, I agree other vengeance where it's... Bre- there's always a backstory about the villain and something right. happens. There's so much pain and suffering. Yes. So, yeah, we had that. We have that with Iron Man because he's reacting to, to that pain yeah. when he wants to kill Bucky. Yes. Um... And I believe maybe that's what's obviously preventing Steve Rogers or Captain America to not disclose that information. And maybe who knows when he would have disclosed it. Again, I'm not agreeing with it. I don't. I'm even, just saying. I like, don't think he would have even disclosed that. <laughs> if I'm going to be all the way honest, I think he would have just kept that to the. Well, he probably wouldn't have been able to die, but he probably wasn't going to. I don't think he would have told Iron Man at all if it had come up. If that hadn't come up. I don't think it would have came up. And that, to me, is a terrible friend hmm. for friends. Yeah, he made a mistake. Uh, he definitely he made did a make a mistake, yes. Um, I mean, I want to go back to... So, I mean, yeah. I do agree with Iron Man. Like, he obviously has good points that people need limitations. People need conse- need to be held accountable for their consequences, mm-hmm. right? So we we know Iron Man has some valid points. We know Vision very eloquently, as he always does, right? Vision's just there. <laughs> he's just there. I don't even know what his powers are. He's just like one minute he's like really strong, then he can like go invisible. Like He's super powerful. I think he's severely underrepresented in, in the way he can do. He was, period. Just like just Scarlet overall. Witches, actually. They're both like super powerful beings. They're just, well, just like Hawkeye. Hawkeye's just there. Yeah. I don't know why Hawkeye's in there. Not I like kidding. Hawkeye. You like Hawkeye? <laughs> yeah. Really? You're one of the few. Hawkeye really? gets dissed a lot. No, I really like You like Hawkeye? Maybe because I'm an archer as well. I used to be in the archery uh, team. Well, fair enough. Back in the day. Well, yeah. I'm not an archer anywhere, but I used yeah. to. I used to compete competitively. Um, nice. So, um, but I want to go back to like, okay, this whole Bucky issue. So yeah. th- this is where the movie gets interesting because yes. you have these uh, accountability scenarios. You have mm-hmm. Zemo being like the big enemy. And then you also have Bucky's situation, right? Yeah. You know, um, there's a situation. So Steve Rogers, obviously, I, I should stop flip-flopping. I should just say Captain America. So Captain America. Captain America knows something is up. Right, because yes. he—it seems like he's the only one that knows that Bucky's been brainwashed. Yeah. Right, and he's the only one. He didn't really convey that. Yeah. To anybody, because everyone just assumed that he just bugged. He was bugging out. Yeah, and again, it, it's about this per, again personal relationships. Why it's important to kind of yeah. know that people exist and are having. So Captain America. Imagine for a second, right? You're a guy from the twenties. You're frozen. You've been. Be through all of this yes. your sole purpose is to save lives now you are a trained soldier yes. you are a soldier for the people yes and you wake up everyone's gone everyone's pretty much gone Everyone your you grew life up with is gone. it's yeah. almost like waking up at a different planet right because you're like my whole life has changed your whole universe has changed yeah and winter social did soldier yes. did a good uh point of kind of 
shedding some light into Steve Rogers' mentality of how alone he feels. Yeah. How alone he truly feels because he has he's asking himself why? Why am I even doing anything? And I agree. And even then the government, right? Like he was with Shield. Yeah. And then it turns out Shield was the enemy. They were with Hydra. Yeah. And he's been doing. And he thought, you know, when he was a company man, he followed the rules. He believed in. All that stuff, like in the first Avengers, he was all about following the. And whereas yeah. Iron Man's like, screw that, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. And then it almost flip flopped. Yeah, exactly. War. It exactly. literally flip flopped. Like their roles completely changed. Yep. But I think with Iron Man, I think he was maybe looking more at the fact that the hu- the actual human cost, right? And he actually, like for example, when Alfred Woodard confronted him about her son, and she he actually looked up what her son was about and what he was doing. Yeah. I think for him, it put a hu- it 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 humanized it a little bit more. And I think for him, it touched him in a way where he felt, okay, we have to be put in check. Yeah. Because I don't, Lord forbid, if we can do anything to kind of keep us accountable in some way, I'm game. Yeah. That was his mindset, I think. And yeah. again, Captain America made valid points. So I'm glad you didn't bring up his point because I would have lost this debate if you did. <laughs> no, so this point that he made was, you know, agendas change with governments, right? Like yeah. with these accords. Yeah. So what's to say if, let's say, they do these accords... And let's say they send them off somewhere where they don't want to go. Yeah. Or they need to go somewhere and the courts say, no, nah, you can't go there. That's the big struggle. That's isn't, the big struggle. Isn't that what makes a superhero different? Isn't that what are these movies are already touching? Because yeah. you have all these people can't make it on time. Absolutely. There's all this bureaucracy. And what makes a superhero is that they fly away. They don't have anyone tethered to them telling them what, where they can be, where they can't be. They just go. They're yeah. in places where you can't be. Like, and that's what makes them different. Otherwise, they're cops. Otherwise, ah. there's the army. Yeah. They're the army, right? Basically, yeah. It's it's their bread and butter. Their independence is their bread and butter. Yes. Yeah. Is, is what makes them stand out. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. Um, I think... So imagine, again, uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah. This Going man back, is yeah. in a completely different universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, now... And I'm, I'll be basically reiterating, reiterating the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, that's fine. Where you're feeling alone. You're feeling left out. You don't have a sense of purpose. You're struggling with finding a sense of purpose. The only person you know... Uh, is at her deathbed. She's really old. Yeah, that was your, your love, um, your, like kind Peggy. of like a yeah, love interest. He, he says that in my love of my life. Love of your and life. That was for him. It was Peggy. Um, yeah. Uh, and and Bucky. And Bucky. The, these are two people uh, in in the midst of and think about it. You're basically bred a soldier, and then you found out everything you've been living for <laughs> is a, a lie. lie. Yeah. Uh, shield and Hydra. Yeah. Complete lie. So it's a shock to your system. Uh-huh. It's a shock to your very existence, because he's like, why am I here? I didn't get to live my life. I've only been serving the people. Now the very organization that's been telling me to serve the people that made me the way I am turns out to be a huge fraud. Right. So obviously that's going to give him huge trust issues, because his whole life is different. Yeah. Out of all the Avengers... I think he's the only one who basically lost all his life. Actually, everyone goes through these 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 losses, these but losses. I would say with Captain America, yeah, because I like, mean, eighty years of essentially he was a nice. You took him out of his <laughs> element and yeah. put him in another planet. So he's a very uh, he's a very interesting scenario. And I, I guess actually I can retort that I don't know enough about the other Avengers to say, but from what I know, my limited knowledge, I can say his situation is very different. Yeah, now it is. Um, good song to bring up these points. <laughs> I'm thinking impressed. like, so I'm thinking like um, everyone's arguing based on their own self-interest. That's also an interesting theme in this movie. Oh, right? yeah. Everyone's, so, so Everyone Captain has America a state, yeah. has an interest. Captain. So, okay, so fast forward to Civil War, right. right? We had Age of Ultron, we had like Winter Soldier, Age, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, and then Civil War. Correct. So going back to Civil War, 
Um, Bucky is really the only lifeline, the only person that makes Captain America feel like a person because he's the only one from his past right. uh, in this new universe. Right. And there's a scene where Peggy dies and he has yes. to take a break and go to a funeral. Yeah. So now it's even emphasized further. Guess what? Out of the two people that, that Captain America knew, right. one of them is dead. Oh, sorry, I flipped the bird accidentally. It's I was okay. Thinking, one of them is dead and the other one is Bucky. So obviously yeah. he's going to fight through hell and back, go through hell and back to make sure that... Under- he preserves that. To understand why he did what he did. And maybe like at the time he doesn't know what's going on, but he's saying, we, since I have trust issues and I don't know what the heck's going on... Or who to trust, right? Or who to trust, I want to figure out the situation myself, you know? So he's taking that stand to say, I want to take it in my hands, I want to figure it out. Because what I've learned from my past is I can't trust anyone now. I can't trust these big organizations. I can't trust the authority anymore. Okay. Uh, the a- very foundation w- which he was built on. If you can't trust that, then you're going to have to take in- things into your own hands, no? And and Captain America does stand up for individual rights. Like, as much as we'd like to think that Iron Man's doing that, like, Captain America is all for the freedom of choice and individual rights. Mm-hmm. And he does that because the minute you have these... The minute you're part of a group, then right. its group dynamics are different. Hmm. What makes these superheroes different is that they can decide for themselves. Everyone right. has an individual choice. So if you're like Captain America and I'm, um, I don't know, uh, Bucky, and we're in an argument, I can choose what I want to do. You choose what you want to do. Nothing like is saying you're part of the police force. You have to the act accordingly. Right, right? I got you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a very distinguished the fact that he wants to act on individual responsibility is a good thing because yes. it means you are responsible for your rights, for your consequences and yourself. And and another theme... That but is, then what... Is, okay. Yeah. So to your point, mm-hmm. the, the responsible, so who's going to hold them responsible? Are he, is he going to individually hold himself responsible? And how is he going to do that? Because he can't get drunk. He can't go drink and get drunk because he, he his uh, metabolism so good from that serum <laughs> that he can't get drunk. So, so what do you drink. mean? Like, what, how do you, are you saying how do you punish him for his crimes? Or actions or, or for negative actions? actions. For his negative actions? Again, uh, that's something that all superheroes in this universe need to have a chat about. Like, if you, if some things happen, you need to make public apologies. You need to make, I don't know, like a community service <laughs> thing. I don't know. I'm just, just like a community service. things. Like, Go to like YMCA. Do like build, build a, build an organiz. I don't they know. Could. Build, do something. I don't think like, got money. You could build something. You know, don't just go around like like um, pawns with their you know heads cut chopped <laughs> off. Like yeah. random pawns. Like just take certain responsibility right. and instead of all this destruction, add to the community, build it. And there's a scene with him and Wanda, no, where they're talking about the responsibility, and Wanda's like, "This is my fault. This is my fault." He's like, "This is our fault." You know, yes. he's acknowledging, so he is capable of admitting that he's responsible. Uh, at the same time, he's saying, is, is, pun- is a punitive action against me worth taking away the only person I know in the universe, even though I, I and I know, I have a haunting suspicion, it's not him. Right, so that <laughs> and you know he's fu- and you know he's flawed, but you f- and, he, and maybe in Captain America's mind, he feels he can help them. But yeah. in what way is he going to help them? Like, my thing is. I felt like he was trying to hold on to your point, which I agree. I think he was holding on to that so much. Yeah. Which is, I understand why, because he lost pretty much everything else. Yeah. But like then holding it, on to what, Bucky? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because that was the one memory or good memory that he had, because him and Bucky were like this. They were yeah. tight. Yeah. But then it's like, Bucky's, because even Bucky even said when they were going to Siberia, because, I mean, Captain America said, well, you know, granted, you know, even though you did those crimes, that wasn't you doing it. 
Mm-hmm. And Buck even said, I know, but I did it. Hmm. Yeah. You know? So yeah. even Bucky even felt a need or a sense that he needed to even be held accountable in some form or fashion for his actions. He yes. didn't feel like he needed, he deserved a pass. So I oh. agree. <laughs> that's a very good point. I would drop the mic, but <laughs> mic it. drop. Um, that's a very oh. good point. See, um, I just remember that. That's how much. That's how many times I've watched this damn. I've watched the movie like twenty <laughs> times at least. So there you go. Um, to that point, uh, mm. I will add that. So, okay, where do we go from here? Someone's yeah. admitted. Someone someone that has been brainwashed has pretty much come out and said, which shows how mature they are. They're saying, I still did it. I'm the person. Like, you can't... Th- the world is so complicated, so I don't deserve a special medal just because I've been brainwashed. And you're my homie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, We're homies, so you gotta let me go, man. So, the question is now, are you going to have a punitive or um, collaborative approach to rehabilitation? Are you going to rehabilitate or are you going to punish, mm. right? What does See, the law is, generally do yeah, with people that they break? They punish. They punish. They punish. Like, You're right. What's pro- what about prison systems? It's You're punished, right. right? So. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I think, because initially, I believe, when they had arrested Bucky, mm-hmm. I believe they were, um, Iron Man was trying to advocate for him to go to, like, a to get rehabilitated that was kind of his plan but then once you know he found out that he killed his mom that that all died and (laughs) And again you're reacting from emotion emotion obviously right it's just because that's a hard thing like i couldn't imagine especially like because i guess the he had died i guess when this movie came i guess the timeline of the movie was in 2015 Mm -hmm. and his mother and dad were killed in like 91 so for Mm -hmm. 14 years yeah he's living with this under the dark of not knowing how his mother died and how his father died yeah and then to see it on friggin vhs i listen man yeah i and i get you like i said your points are valid in terms of with bucky and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. he you know he was brainwashed he didn't really know what he was doing but I cannot say that if that happened to me, I would not want to murder that mofo. I would be murdering, I would be murdering his corpse, and I'd murder, and I'd kill Captain America too. At that point, I am blind, so blinded by rage yeah. and anger and vengeance, I'm, right? And vengeance, vengeance, and I'm extremely just pissed at Captain America. Because even my point, and I'll actually kind of side note a little bit. Because for example, like I remember like three years ago, me and my friend Luke, shout out to Luke, he's a good homie. Me and him were playing um, Xbox. We were playing like for my birthday. We were playing um, yeah. online like four hours yeah and he was all like for half that time he was talking about his girlfriend that his girlfriend started seeing because he was like madly into her (laughs) vibing with her everything was great okay two weeks later i was on bumble the dating app and her picture came up now i did not initially it didn't click in my head that it was her yeah so i was looking at her picture i'm like why does this girl look familiar yeah couldn't put my finger on it so then i finally said no this can't be luke's girl so then I go on his profile, it's him and her. Oh, no. So then I'm sitting literally on my bed for an hour. Don't know what to do. Do I tell him? Do I not tell him? I am torn because I don't want him to think like, oh, what are you trying to do? You trying to mess with my girl or something? Like, I don't know how he was going to react. Yeah. You're like, is it going to cause a lot of hurt? Is it between them? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't. Should I say something? Should I not? I finally said, no, I'm going to tell him because that's my friend. Yep. And I would feel terrible if I didn't tell him. So I said, I said, yo, Luke, just letting you know, homie, I saw your girl on Bumble mm-hmm. and uh, saw her on a dating app. I didn't swipe on her. I swiped left. Just want to let you know. So there's no, you know what I mean? Because I feel like, yeah, I mean, and they broke up like shortly after. But like, I would have felt terrible, let's say, if I'd keeping made, it in. keeping yeah. it in and not telling him, knowing yeah. that like she's out there, like, say, holding his hand. I'm like, 
And she was on a dating app like two weeks ago, man. That's terrible. So, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're a good friend. Yeah. I you're just felt really like Captain America was kind of a shitty friend to Iron Man a little bit. They saved the world twice. Twice. They saved the world. But they don't communicate with each other. They have It's really bad communication. How did Winter Soldier end? Or how did Civil... Like, how did... Okay. How did Civil... Not Winter Soldier. How Sorry. did Civil War end? And... Do you remember how okay. how uh, Infinity War begins? <laughs> like, you know, it's that gap. Yes. It's, it's, it's like no one's keeping in touch with each other. What happens? There was this beautiful note that Captain America left for Iron Man at the end of, you know, uh, okay. when Civil War. It's Fair about enough. communication. It's about, if you need me, I'll be here. But nobody, everyone just gets busy. And you can't blame people's poor communication and their inability to keep a relationship. If you're not even communicating, okay. you're not finding anything Okay, I will, ret- I will retort to that. So under the circumstances, there's a rational reason in my mind why Iron Man was not communicating really with Captain America. Because he was like, you know... You basically chose, yeah, it was your friend, but you basically chose him over the Avengers who you have fought and bled next to for X amount of time. You chose this dude over your new homies. It's about individual rights. Captain America stands for individual rights and freedoms. And you know what? You You can't blanket everything under the umbrella of Avengers. Everyone still needs to be responsible. If Bucky's being framed, if Bucky has... He has great potential to help with his abilities. <laughs> so you can't, you can't just say like you know him or me because it's individuality. No, I, it's not about I, like, I yeah. disagree with that. It is. Listen, at that point, we're homies, bro. We have saved the world together multiple times. And even the, and and if listen, we're gonna go fast track now to like a, you know, Iron Man was right. If we're gonna be all the way one hundred, if we're gonna be all the way honest, Iron Man kind of was. He was playing chess while Captain America and them were playing checkers. The mic drop because he saw he could he envisioned in Lady Ultron the Avengers dying, and yeah. he and he was more upset at the fact that he lived. So his mindset was, I'm gonna try to put a as maybe as wrong and as abrasive as this came across. He was trying to put a, a shield or a suit over the world mm-hmm. to protect it from this invasion that came and eliminated half the damn population. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I, I, I get, like I said, your points are valid. I understand the individuality piece, but I'm speaking as a, you know, from a friend standpoint, man, we're supposed to be homies. You can't so be choosing, <laughs> can't be choosing this metal arm dude just because you've known him for whatever over me and me and you have been saving the world well, together. The metal arm dude is a good guy who's being brainwashed. We need to help the metal arm dude. If we don't help him. He's going to do so much more damage, and it's it would be a shame to lose lose him, because he could actually Well, he killed my mom, Avenger. so at that point, I don't care if we lose him. So it's about being fueled by vengeance, Facts. but T'Challa is the only person in that movie that breaks the cycle, because he's clean of that. that so why. he comes out the winner at the end, because he witnesses his father die. Yeah. He knows who did it, and he's with the killer right there, and he, like, unclaws himself. See, the black man has to come in and make right? everything right. No, he <laughs> <did>. <laughs> But no, I listen. I understand your points. I just, I just feel like, man, we're supposed to be. If we're tight, man, we're supposed to be homies. I should, you know, I understand that Bucky's your boy, and I, and yes, he's being framed, mm-hmm. and I, and Iron Man realized this too. Yeah. But to your point, Iron Man was fueled by vengeance and rage, and as a man, I understand that. Because I would probably, if someone murdered my mom in the way that Bucky murdered, regardless of whether he was hypnotized or not, 
Yeah. Bucky, if I could kill Bucky, Bucky's dying. Well, then kudos to Zemo for setting up this thing because he knows he knows he's exploiting everyone's weaknesses. That's really. why Zemo is the best villain because he knew he knew how to he studied them for a year. He studied them for years, actually. Said because he said that he noticed with that guy after America, your eyes there's a little bit of blue in your in your green eyes, which is kind of crazy that he studied them that long and he saw a flaw. He said, "I finally saw a flaw." Iron Man. Yeah, kudos to Zemo, actually. So, yeah. Kudos to Zemo. Zemo. I, Shout out to Zemo, man. <laughs> good villain. So, okay, going back to um, Iron Man. Yeah. He does, he reacts emotionally a lot he of does. times. Like, he actually goes and manipulates Peter Parker, young Peter Parker, <laughs> to join the Avengers to risk his life. This little kid. He's in high like, school, basically. Oh, yeah? I've given you this cool suit. Come join my team and fight. But um, it is a cool suit, though. Yeah, he does have a very cool suit. But you're right. Yeah, he does kind of manipulate him <laughs> a little bit. And, and, like, obviously he hasn't thought about it until somebody confronts him. Who, uh, the woman, right? Scarlet uh, Witch. Uh, no, no, no. No, sorry, Black Widow. No, 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 a, a civilian. Oh, yeah, uh, Alfred Woodard, yeah. Alfred Woodard, yes. Alfred yeah. Woodard, yes. Uh, she confronts him, and, and basically only then he starts to think about it. So now he's mm. he's thinking, he's emotional. Uh, another emotional example was obviously Spider-Man. Like, you're use, using him to his advantage. Yeah. And then another one is the trigger when he finds out, uh, you know, not looking at the big picture, just exactly falling into the trap that Zemo set out for them. So yeah, he knew I think that's a big he, flaw for Iron Man. He right? is emotional, yes. I will I will give you that. He like for example in the first Iron Man movie, he acted on emotion and destroyed all those damn suits. Yeah. And, and destroyed all the weapons and stuff. He's a spoiled brat. He's yes. he's this millionaire, like billionaire yes. spoiled guy. Um, but if you, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he has a certain personality and expectation. And then you look at Steve Rogers. He's this humble guy who would have like done anything to save people, like to care about others. He seems to care about others more. He sacrifices himself. Like look at just their who, past Pat, alone. Like how they grew uh, grew up in the in this movie universe, okay. right? Probably in the past, like, there. but his advantages okay. and disadvantages, right? So you're coming. The selfless guy has nobody in the world is actually all for individual rights, is fighting to tooth and nail to save his best friend, who he knows is being controlled. And by the way, that was a setup by Zemo. And by the way, if the Sokovian Accords would have gone, <laughs> if they would have gone through, right. guess what that also does? What does that also do? It opens a possibility to the very idea that Zemo, the very thing that Zemo did, which is set them up. Right. Set them up. Get them in one area. Get them, like, who's the very thing that happened with, with Bucky. Right. Well, I will retort one point we made. Yeah. So, I challenge the notion that Iron Man is kind of not selfless in terms of helping, because if I'm not mistaken, my memory, you know, I'm a little older, so my memory might be, uh, you know, a bit foggy, but in in the first Avengers, if I'm not mistaken, he made the ultimate sacrifice, because I remember there was a part where Captain America said, you will not lay down your life and make the ultimate play and sacrifice Mm -hmm. yourself for the greater good. Mm -hmm. And Iron Man did... Twice, lost his damn life, in you know, uh, Endgame. Yeah, it's actually, there's twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. Yeah, Iron Man did this. So this notion that's him maturing. I'm saying from this past. I agree with you. Okay, I in his past, sure. You. I, I was actually talking about just him growing prior, up. Prior, yeah, prior to him becoming Iron Man, yeah, you could. Yeah. that's a fair argument. And also, it's like okay, so it's prior Iron Man and like during Iron Man. It's like even during. It's his journey. Like he's he's a bit arrogant. He's brash. He has all of this. He his 
arc in the movies is like he get, becomes more humble. He becomes yes. more down to earth. And yes. he becomes very selfless at the end. Very. Right? Ultimate. So, ult- well. Yeah. He did it twice. And that's part of mm-hmm. his arc, right? Yeah. His arc is like he's, you know, this rich playboy guy like who grew up. Uh, finally learns humility, finally, like, through all his hurdles. So I, I completely agree with you. He, yeah. is, he is a selfless person. Absolutely. But that happens at the kind of, like, at the end of his arc. Yeah. Right? Like, in terms of him being a superhero. Oh, yeah, yeah, If yeah, we're yeah. to, you know. Sure. That's fair. I won't debate that. Yeah. You're right um, about that. Going back to, like, but so if you have the Sokovian Accords and you had everybody comply, everyone knows everything, there you're opening up more uh, setups. Yeah. And you're opening up the possibility of people being set up because everyone knows exactly where you are. And if mm. the very thing that happened to Bucky once again, right? Because he's it, it's like the it's like a plot within a plot. Right. That's fair. That is fair. That's a fair point. So I'm not disagreeing with them. I think ideally in the movie it would have been a courtroom drama where you have like it would have been a courtroom article drama. six point one three. Like Judge Judy up like, in there. You know, like this is what we disagree with. And and I and I again commend Iron Man to actually say we need to discuss this, right? And Steve at the moment is driven by the the time limit that he has because he knows that they're gonna kill Bucky. Right? Yeah. So he's like, I don't have time for this right now because I don't wanna He's going to die by the time this But I also felt, too, to some degree, that uh, uh, Captain America was a little bit fake. For example, when they did arrest Bucky and uh, Iron Man and Captain America were talking about maybe, like when Iron Man brought the two pens Mm -hmm. and he was talking about the background behind those pens and was talking, and Captain America was like, well, you know, um, it's not saying it's, I'm not saying it's not impossible. So he was even about to consider signing the damn accords himself. Yes, he was. But yeah. then he found a way out because Wanda was in prison. Even though she's in the damn mansion, she's fine. <laughs> she's living her best life. She's not in house arrest. She's just living. She's just in the mansion, eating pap- pepper cash, whatever the hell that is. I need to look that up. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I know there was that moment where they're gonna come around um, because there was the idea of negotiation. I but- just I felt like that was fake. I felt uh, Captain America was being fake there. I don't think he was being serious. Because oh. really, because as soon as he says Wanda's in, it's trapped in the house, oh, I'm not going to sign it now? Really? That doesn't make sense I think to me. it's about control. So the minute he realizes that although Iron mm. Man is saying, hey, we should comply by this, right. he's already controlling everybody. And that's exactly against the very core values of Captain America. Because it's like, I have my individual rights and responsibilities. I'm going to willingly sign up for this. You can't will. You have to willingly mm-hmm. tell Wanda. You can't lie to her and say and hold her back like that. But I feel like Iron Man actually deferred leadership to Captain America of the Avengers. He deferred that. He allowed him to kind of control and tell other people kind of how to do stuff. And when they're in fights, usually it's Captain America telling people what to do and giving strategies and all that. Yeah. Iron Man's deferred. So you know, just, just bring that point up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's not like it's uh... mini mic drop. <laughs> But no, I think I agree. I think with them, they both kind of, I think Captain America was definitely the leader of the Avengers. Although then at the end, he said, well, no, the Avengers is more yours than mine. I'm like, really? Come on now, bro. You're just, you know, (laughs) I just, I just, you know, Captain America (laughs) bothered me a little bit, man. I just, I understand your points. Your points are very well taken. I do agree. And I I agree with a lot of yours too. I do. It's about, you know, it's very tough. That's why I love this friggin' movie. It's such an amazing movie. This, these dynamics. Iron Man's head is in the right place, absolutely. And so, and Captain America's yeah. is too. Individualism is important. Yeah. You know, and again, he's trying to save his friend because that's the one 
thing that he wants to hold on to in terms of, you know, his past life. And, and again, to your point, his friend, he knows his friend's being framed. If his friend was just running around killing people and didn't care, then I think Captain America would just kill him or do whatever. But yeah. he knows that it's not, he's doing it against his will. And I understand yeah. Captain America's rationale to try to save his friend. I get that. Yeah. That is fair. Yeah, and, and we all understand, you know, yes. Iron Man's rationale that, you know, yeah. we need to take responsibility for all your actions and, and maybe maybe they are dangerous and maybe and they should be controlled to some extent. It's just the debate as to what extent, right? And yeah. this is where it and that's, that would have been the, the, the better approach. To what extent? <laughs> yeah, that's really what it boils down to, to what extent. Like, what are we... It's great, yeah. Yeah, to what extent? Like, what are we, what are we going to concede on? What are we not conceding on? What yeah. are we, you know, what are our deal breakers from what are not our deal breakers? <laughs> Always going back to deal breakers somehow in these <laughs> podcasts. Deal breakers. Deal breakers. Uh, Doesn't matter. But that wouldn't have been a very fun movie then, would it? <laughs> no, it would have been a terrible movie. It would have been a horrible movie. So, um, so I've, and I'm going to bring it back, like, yeah. to, to, to wrap it up yeah. also, would be, you know, um, the great Uncle Ben's quote, right? With, with great, great power, power comes great responsibility. Exactly. So. It's a beautiful I, I think it's you know it, it's that a little bit overdone you know <laughs> think it's a little bit overdone that quote? it is it is of it course is it thank is. god they didn't have it in the new <laughs> spider-man movies um i haven't seen them i know it's terrible that's i'm the only behind on spider-man i've seen everything else well they are on netflix homecoming is on netflix i really like spider-verse into this <laughs> i love that movie i just watched it two weeks you ago you finally watched it i finally i did it's a great movie actually you know what yes. it's a really dope movie it's a really good movie i was surprised i thought it was gonna be kind of cheesy it's good for kids so i was yeah. like oh, okay but my sister all my friends said yo mike you gotta watch it. I, was I was so like, surprised I, I, was, like, I think i almost punched you in the arm like what is wrong with you watch i was determined movie. not to watch it for a bit i was like i'm not gonna watch it everyone's telling me to watch it i'm not gonna watch it yeah. but actually you know what it was really i watched it a couple weeks ago very good oh, fantastic, fantastic movie so if you haven't movie. watched that i used to have these expectations too sometimes about animated movies and saying oh they're for kids yeah but it, it took a lot to get over that and i had no expectations as well going into it because right. i thought the same thing right but i remember coming out of the theater going that was amazing but spider-man actually is my favorite superhero ah. spider-man is my guy i love the cartoons the just i love his arc he's like this nerdy insecure guy but he's got like some swag he's like got these superpowers he's yeah. like athletic and I always I always just always love Spider-Man Spider-Man's a dude so when they brought him back to the Marvel I was so happy because <laughs> honestly the ones with and, um, Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield never watched those ones yeah. and I heard they're, they're garbage so I definitely I don't watched watch I mean, I, there was the one with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. The Tobey Maguire ones were good. They were good, but they went. They didn't end well. No, they were trash. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I like um, Tom Holland, because he's yeah. young. He can grow in the character. Yeah. I thought they did a great job casting. I think what I also love with Civil War is the way... I think everybody got balanced and equal screen time. Yeah. I don't think there was one... You can't say that it was like an Iron Man movie or even though it was Captain America. I don't it think... It didn't feel like a Captain it didn't, America It felt movie. like just a, a really collaborative movie, and I think the yeah. directors... um. They did a really good job in terms of that, and because they wrote, they they kind of co-wrote it as well. Mm-hmm. So I think they did a really good job in the terms of the pacing of the movie. Yeah, was really good. I thought there was a good mix of action, well, mm-hmm. with the plot, and you see the developing story. Sure. Thought they did amazing compared to Batman vs Superman. Yeah, do we dare talk about Batman vs Superman? That's not touched. That's Pandora's box. I know because you might piss <laughs> off a lot of DC fans. That's Pandora's box. I mean, I, I don't mind. Know. I don't mind discussing it to say how terrible that movie is. But I wanted to quickly before I forget. Yeah, just say something about um, Black Widow. Yes. Um, I think, she, you know, she is is the also one of the rational ones in the movie. Yeah, she's like in the middle. You know? 
because she's in the middle. She's like trying to understand both sides, saying, I agree with this, but let's do this, but I don't agree with this. So at first, I remember when I watched uh, the movie, I'm like, what's her problem? Why can't she make up her mind? And I was <laughs> yeah. all like, she's a flake. And then I watched it again, and I, I had to think about it and think, you know what? She's exactly like in the middle. She's like the, the mediator, the judge, the one that's saying, let's give both sides a chance. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna, it, life isn't absolutes. It's not absolutes. There's a lot of gray area, and I'm figuring that gray because area. Because this was her family, right? She doesn't yeah. want to see this family break up yeah. either. So she wanted, she understands Iron Man's side, and she was kind of riding with Iron Man for the most part up until she was like, dude, we played this wrong. Yeah. Like, Bucky is innocent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we need to figure out a way where we can kind of get Cap and Bucky here mm-hmm. and then we can kind of mediate this and work this out. Yep. Whereas Cap, where Iron Man was like, mm, and then he kind of came around, right? So, yep. yeah, but I think Black Widow's role was important because I think she was kind of the bridge yeah. between the two almost. Or she mm-hmm. at least tried to be. It wasn't as successful, but she definitely tried to be the bridge. And I yeah, think, I deserve to mention those. And I, like no, it. you're right. Because I think without her, I think they would have probably been more mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. I don't think they would have, they would probably hated each other's guts even more. Yeah. So, but there was always, I think with Iron Man and Captain America, there was always this underlying beef with them anyway. <laughs> yeah. They had always well, been kind of. Which makes a good movie. Which always <laughs> makes a great movie, which I love. So, no, yeah. it was really, yeah, it was just, I think there's so much dynamics in the movie. I think if you guys have not seen it, please yeah. go watch this damn movie. It's yeah. an amazing movie. It's, it's on, a really good movie. It's, an, it's on Netflix, so you have no excuse. It's on Netflix. I know it's on Disney Plus, so I was watching on Disney Plus. Like, you have times. Disney Plus? That's why I've been going through all these damn movies. Ah, I'm going through. That I am, explains it. Okay. I am rewatching all the Marvel movies from Iron Man to Endgame. I finished. Uh, actually, I started with Winter Winter Soldier, and then I went and then finished and Infinity War and Endgame. Well, I will say this: the Marvel movies are really good, except for Iron Man three. Iron Man three is. Yeah, I was a trash like, movie. I wasn't crazy about it's that trash. Movie. So annoyed. <laughs> they basically took the Mandarin, who's basically like mm. Batman to Joker. Like that's kind of like what the Mandarin that vil- villain was. Yeah. And they basically took a diarrhea dump all over this character. <laughs> that's basically I can't. And they they just ruined it. And I'm just like, why would you ruin this character? Yeah. I was so upset. <laughs> but other movies I've I've pretty much I mean the the first Hulk movie with Edward Norton I was I do like it. It doesn't fit with the universe though. Yeah, we we need to I guess do more on the separate movies. I'm trying to hold back because. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, we gotta cut it off because at some point, otherwise, <laughs> we're talking ten hours here. And yeah, we, we can talk lives. for ten hours. But we know we'll we'll pick another movie. I'm gonna. I think we should talk about the DC universe though. Okay. Should okay. We venture. We're gonna do one. We're gonna surprise y'all. We're doing a topic on one of the DC movies. We're not gonna say which one it is. Keep okay. going, pins and needles. Hmm. But I think we should talk about Batman v Superman. I'd say, well, everything was wrong with that movie. Even though it came, it came out a long time ago, <laughs> I feel like bashing that movie. I think... It, I'm going to rewatch it, take notes, and I think we should, yeah. Congratulations. Absolutely. I watched it twice. I am never watching that movie again. I've only watched it once. So I remember enough, uh. and I'm just going to go off of cliff notes. And you, I'm going gonna, gonna to follow your lead, because yeah. I'm not watching that movie again. I'll trash. watch it. I'll watch it and take notes, and we'll talk about it. God bless. <laughs> Cool. Um, thank you so much, Mike, for joining in. Mm-hmm. Um, what a what a really fun conversation. <laughs> we talked about this for an hour. I am very happy. Yeah. The greatest debate that we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I love it. I love um, it. So thanks again for joining. Uh, you can find this podcast on my website, artisana.com, www.aartysana.com. Uh, also under the podcast section. Um, yes. Also, you can check your local podcast subscribing service and find me me there too. I am on a lot of them, including Apple Podcast and Spotify. Thank you for joining. Um, under the title, Sana talks to herself, and so- no, 
<laughs> under the <laughs> wow, you can find me under the title. Sana talks to people and sometimes herself. Thank you, Mike. You're very welcome.